Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. We're two moms aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. On today's episode of the Home Hour, we're getting back to basics and talking about how to simply make a room pretty. We're talking to tastemaker Steel Mercou about why personality in a home is more important than perfection and how to determine which trends will have real staying power. Plus, planning Christmas in July, the many uses of book covers, our favorite beachy cocktails, and why Kirsten is so jealous of today's guest. All that and more on this episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And welcome everyone to the Home Hour. Graham, I'm so excited to talk to you. I know, I feel like we haven't caught up in a little bit of a while, but um, there's so much good information on the show that we got to get right to it. We've got a really good episode today. Lots of fun stuff. Um, talking to Steel Marku. Graham, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about Steel? Okay, well, we went big on this one. Go big or go home, right? Let's go to the home hour. So we have Steel Marku on our show. She has been in the magazine industry for years and years. She has worked her way up to the top, um, working for multiple home decor, lifestyle publications, and she knows her stuff. She can put a glossy page together like nobody I've ever seen. She's currently the editor-in-chief of Coastal Living Magazine. So so tips and tricks abound. And Steele, in her interview today, gave us a bazillion cool hacks for just making your home kind of chic and magazine worthy on a normal person's budget. And I'm doubly excited to welcome Steele because Steele is one of my, not to be jealous, Kirsten, this might be why you got jealous in today's episode. She's one of my very, very dear friends. And she's been one of my best friends for many years. In fact, we first met each other when we were lost spouses living in Tuscaloosa. So we go back a long time and she's just a real mom and a real person with great ideas and a beautiful and finely tuned eye. So we're thrilled thrilled to have steel right steel's a lot of fun she's she's just so smart and had some great ideas for us um and besides talking to steel we also are catching up with our real life remodel if this is the first time you've heard us when we've checked in with our friend jen um then this is fun basically we we all watch those shows on tv where they talk about remodels and you watch a family go through a process like that but we're wondering you know what's it really like to pick your kids up move them out and redo a house. So Jen has been letting us follow along with her and her progress. We'll have an update from her at the end of the show. Um, we also have a really fun partnership we're excited to tell you guys about. Uh, Graham, was it like our second episode? I mean, it was a while back where we were talking about one of my favorite DIY projects that I did where I added overlays to an Ikea console. Um, or I guess it was I guess you call it an Ikea cabinet and then I turned it into a bathroom console um it was our first episode kirsten we love these was guys. it really fun yeah, okay yeah, well we really my love this overlays, company yes my overlays.com seriously it's probably the best diy project i've ever done they make beautiful fretwork and it's honestly it's really hard to describe other than you take a very basic piece of furniture and with very little diy skill uh you can turn it into something just so special and so unique um it's a really affordable way to do DIY and really easy for those of us who love the idea but maybe aren't quite as naturally artistic. So myoverlays.com, you all need to go there, see how cool this stuff is. They're offering a 
discount our listeners. It's 15% with the code HOMEHOUR, just HOMEHOUR. And more exciting even than that is that we're going to be doing a giveaway partnership with them this week on Instagram. So if you are not yet following us on Instagram, we are at the home hour. Again, that's at the home hour. And you'll want to check them out as well. They're at my overlays. And uh, you'll get lots of great ideas, lots of inspiration. And that's where we'll tell you all about how you can win this giveaway for a $250 gift certificate to use um, at their website and come up with a really fun project. Can't wait to see what you guys do with it. So if you're not following us on Instagram yet, head on over and follow us and can't wait. That'll be fun. Anything else, Graham? I say let's roll this interview with Steel Marcoux because it's pretty fantastic. It is. All right. Thanks. Hope you all enjoy Steel. Steel Marcoux, my dear, dear old good friend for so many years, who also has a really neat, nifty, trendy, current job. And thank you for agreeing to come on the Home Hour today and drop some knowledge on our guests or our listeners, I should say. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Hey, Steele, it's great to get to talk to you. I met you years ago, and it's so fun to see you again. Well, I know. Kirsten, thank you. you so much for having me. Oh, this is fun. We're excited to have someone who knows so much about just design and style and photography and all these kind of what we're all reading about um, here on the show with us. So I don't want to waste your time. I want to get right down to it. Um, you've done obviously a ton of photo shoots. You've been in this business for years and you've scouted so many locations. So for the average mom who, you know, has a house that is, you know, she's working on it room by room and it's obviously not in a magazine. I mean, what are, <laughs> what are the secrets? Like what, how, do, how do we make a real life houses magazine worthy with real life children and real life budgets and real life concerns? (laughs) No, I think that's such a great question. And, um, you know, it seems magazines can make it look like there's a lot of uh, mystery and magic to it. And and really there's not, and especially these days, I feel like there's so much home decor content out there. So, So my first bit of advice is just to be relentless in your looking and stalking of other great looking houses and other stylist ideas. You know, there's Instagram, there's Pinterest. It can, it can be a total time suck, but just the more you look at images of rooms and spaces and houses, the more you're going to kind of train your eye and your brain to know what you like and what you don't like. And of course, the most important thing your home needs to do um, besides, you know, work for you, but is be a reflection of kind of who you are and what you like and, and what you don't like. So, you know, I always try to advise people to stay away from just straight up copying something just because a magazine has done it or just because they've seen it somewhere, which is why we say look everywhere, you know, really and truly look everywhere. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, gosh, I don't know why this is the first thing that's popping into my head, but it seems like maybe low hanging fruit in terms of something that you can do and you can do in a weekend, you can even do in an afternoon, like while your kids are napping, but is freshen up your bookcases. You know, so many of our homes have these Ooh, that's a good one, Steele. No, I mean it. Like, think about it. Like, so many houses, even my, Graham, even my apartment in Tuscaloosa had, like, a whole wall of bookcases, you know? And that's, yeah. like, th- whether you rearrange your books in some sort of fun way, like, you know, we've all seen the um, arranging them by color, or maybe you don't do that. Maybe you um, just, like, arrange them sort of stacked versus vertical and you know or you start um you go to like a a thrift store and decide you're going to collect like i don't know nautical floats or something like vintage fishing floats and you sort of intersperse those within your books just something fun like that that can kind of take you know a space that that can be 
maybe overwhelming in terms of there's a lot of like styling that needs to happen. Yeah. And, and you can make a big, you can sort of transform a whole room for not a lot of money and not a lot of time, frankly. Um, okay, so rabbit hole, are you taking off the book jackets or are you leaving them Wait, off? wait, I was gonna say <laughs> that. Let me just, I'm sorry to interject because I know I'm not the stylist, but from personal experience, I'm a type A, Firstborn, I follow rules. We treat book jackets with respect like we did in elementary school library. One day my husband's like, we're just gonna do it, honey. It's okay, no one's gonna come and, and bust us. And we took off every single book jacket. And I, and I actually, I'm like, let's put them in a bag just in case we change our mind. You guys, yep. it looked so good. It was the no. best thing. These cheesy like 80s Danielle Steele novels suddenly looked like I was reading Shakespeare. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> No, it, add, it gives you like vintage kind yes. of old school cred immediately. I'm with you, Kirsten. I, I took mine off, but I kept them in a bag because you never know when they're, when that's <laughs> going to suddenly come back. Or if you feel like, you know, you're going to need it for some reason, like say, I don't know, you loan a book to a friend and you want, the, I don't know, but I kept them in a bag somewhere, but I did take all mine off. We're okay, learning guys, something we, new. We're, oh, that's a good and one. we're giving you permission. We have official permission. That's right. <laughs> that's great. It's well, okay. And I know people who take the book jacket covers and wrap gifts for friends in the book jacket covers, right? So, for example, oh, steal. Yeah, like if I know you like to read like trashy beach reads per se. Totally. I mean, not, <laughs> you know, I'll get I'll wrap like a little bar of soap for you in a Danielle Steele novel cover. Um, oh, that's so there is, is a little a bit idea. of recycling that can be done there. So yeah, if you know cool. someone who like loves biographies or whatever, and you can like wrap, that's oh, I love that. That's a really right. fun idea. Chris. If you're willing to part with said thought. book jackets, and I also like the companies though that make the standard book jackets. I always think that's kind of cool, but that does cost a yeah. little bit of extra money, um, so they can True. all have the same look. Any other hacks we should know about? I love bookshelves. Oh gosh, you know another. I mean, this is like probably not even really a hack, but. It's something that I did recently in my house. So, Graham, I, as you know, I'm really wanting to do this, like, whole house renovation. But there's just no, it's just, like, the never-ending, like, we can't get there because we have to save way too much money before we can ever get there. So, one thing that I felt like I could do, and, well, let me back up. Because I have these, like, grand plans, I haven't been letting myself do anything to my house. Like, literally not even fix broken things because I just keep thinking, yes. well, someday, you know, whatever. But <laughs> one, I did my life story right now, Steele. I'm so <laughs> with you. No, so the, the, the small move that I allowed myself to make at the beginning of this summer, because I guess I was just seeing it everywhere and decided I really liked it, um, was... Lay investing in not I mean as a small investment really, but layering rugs. So I had just like natural jute. Uh, woven rugs in both my living room and my dining room. And they were great. They added a little texture and they weren't a big investment at all. Um, but they, they weren't adding any sort of color and they just, I don't know, they just, it, I felt like the room was starting to kind of just float in a sea of jute. Um, so I bought a smaller, you know, like a, like say like a five by seven on top of a six by nine or something, smaller rug and a fun pattern. And you can often get those smaller sized rugs for not a whole lot of money, like on, um, oh gosh, why am I blanking on the name of the website? Um, anyway, you can often find like super cool rugs, but in like four by six size, they're not nearly as expensive or five by seven. Call us when and you remember of, the name and we'll put it in the show notes, but go ahead. Okay, good. Oh um, and so anyway, and that's a fun way to add, like in my dining room, I did like a wide stripe. Like I wouldn't have wanted that for the whole entire room, but it's just kind of like under the table. And in my living yeah. room, I did sort of a more traditional pattern. And again, it's just sort of under a glass top uh, coffee table. So it just adds a little color and pattern to kind of a more neutral room for not a ton of money and you'll buy like th so you're saying you'd even buy like three of the same pattern and put them in your living room 
Oh, I did, no, I did just one that's kind of like in the middle, it's inset. So it's like layering on top of a basic um, on the seagrass rug. rug. Yeah, you know, yeah, like so investing in like a, you know, oriental rug is like thousands and thousands of dollars. This is like a little knockoff pattern that's like, I mean, I literally think I spent maybe $150 on it and it's smaller and it just sits on top of the natural rug to add like a little bit of um, color and pattern. I love it. Okay, yeah. listeners, I'm st- I'm stopping you here, Steel, just because I don't think I've fully introduced. On top of just being cool, like Steel, I'm Kirsten. I'm sorry, this might hurt your feelings a little, make you sad. But, um, <laughs> You're on Steel. Nice. Steel is also on on the list of like top three people in my life. So, <laughs> so oh my she's gosh. my friend. I've been to her house many times, and it is a really, really just cool house. And you do it's the thing that's neat about you is you do these kind of. You know, every day you're putting out this high gloss product, you're putting out a magazine. I'm actually the person who rips things out of magazines, believe it or not. I'm not like the Instagram, Pinterest person. Like if I'm going to redesign, I have to flip through a magazine and I tear it out. Like we're working with an architect right now and everything I gave her was just a folder full of, you know, torn out clippings from different magazines Um, because I get overwhelmed other way. Um, But so... When you are scouting, and I know you have scouted homes for magazines after magazine after magazine, what are you like looking like? What makes you pull the trigger, right? And say this yeah. home is like what we are going to feature. What's like that's the trigger pull, basically? No, that's a, it's a, I mean, of course, of course I'm going to say this, but it's, it's somewhat of a combination of factors. Um, but it really, it, it kind of starts with really good bones, right? So there's a number of things that we can kind of quote unquote fix with styling. Like say, you know, we don't love your mix of pillows. Well, that's no big deal. We're going to bring in new pillows for any photo shoot. But if your windows, <laughs> you know, aren't like great or if you're, if the house doesn't have good flow or, you know, if, if one room doesn't open into the next room kind of the right way, like it's kind of a non-starter for us. So the first and foremost, it has to have kind of good flow that we think will photograph well um, and kind of good bones. And I hate to say that because that's that's a harder thing for homeowners to fix too, but it probably just goes into, you know, either A, when you're looking for a house to buy, like make sure you buy a good sound, you know, architectural, get the architecture right first, or B, if you are engaged, you know, starting a renovation, um, focus on that. It is worth the investment because it just... Everything else is something that you can switch in and out, but you've got to get the bones of the space right first. But then the second... Like the second really, really important part for us as magazine editors is personality and a good story. So, you know, if we, um, you know, just because the house is really pretty, for example, like that's not necessarily a guaranteed um sure bet that we're going to decide to pull the trigger. But if the house has, you know, a really, I don't know, emotional story that was maybe handed down through generations or for us, you know, I work at Coastal Living right now. So if it's a house where generations gather and they there are certain summer rituals that they do over and over again that are very much tied to the house like hey this is the porch where we always have our you know midsummer I don't know, festival or whatever. Um, crab oil, you know, things yeah. Like the, crab oil, exactly. Like that's going to give the house a lot more of a story to us and make it, you know, not just a pretty house, but an actual um, an actual thing that will be compelling for somebody else to read about. And then I mentioned personality, but that what, I'm, what I mean by personality is, you know, again, it can't just be pretty. It has to, you know, maybe the homeowner collects um, seascape paintings and she's arranged them in a cool way. Or, you know, she collects like nautical maps and she's used those to wallpaper her son's bedroom or, you know, just things like that that we just don't see like 
every single day. Like, you know, it can't just be like a pretty house. That's not really going to be enough for us usually. It has to have some sort of distinguishing characteristic. We call it the hook. Like, what's the hook here that either we've never seen before or maybe we've seen it before, but, you know, we think our readers really want to see it again and it has, it's been done in a fresh new way or something. So you need to come and photograph my trashy bathroom. I think that's definitely the hook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I, well, I we love a good trashy in, bathroom. Yeah, inappropriate children's literature, which is <laughs> yeah, a delight, delightful that, collection. No, and there's so much personality there and you get questions about it. Plus, Graham, one of the things that I love about your home, talk about like a, a warm and personality filled home, um, is you have some of your, <laughs> you have one of, speaking of children's items, you have uh, the letter that your mother made you write after your your <laughs> naughty prank call. That, that is Framed. the most, do you know about this? That's the most conversational piece in the house deal, seriously. So when I was very quickly, just so to explain, when I was really little, I thought it was hilarious to prank call. 1-800 numbers, you know, like 1-800 dial a mattress per se. So I would call them <laughs> endlessly and I would dial like 1-800 mattress and I would ask them if they had any quality flatbeds or silly posturepedics. And this was the days before Star 69. And so like, or that we knew Star 69 existed. But basically they called my mom and they were like, these kids are pranking us incessantly. And I had to write a letter saying that, you know, I hoped I could grow up to be a customer someday. <laughs> <laughs> but that it's things like that that I feel but, like framing that and point. displaying it. Yeah, it's just it's things like that that make I think that just bring a smile to somebody that's going to bring a smile to a reader's face as well and maybe give them an idea. Oh, I remember that, you know, I've got something similar that I could frame and display in a fun way or something. Well, it's a, it's a great point because, um, you know, really people always say like, you know, it's about the personality of a house and it's about how you feel when you're in and it's about like a fun place for family to live. It's not about something you look at in a magazine. So I love that like as magazine editors, you're like, no, it's anybody can find some pretty colors to put on a wall or some pretty pillows. But if you can find ways to say like, this is a home that memories are being made in and you can sort of express that in the way you decorate. I mean... That's, I think yes. that's kind of everybody's goal. Like, who cares if you're traditional or modern? It's like, is this a home where, you know, people are enjoying life and really, like, you feel my personality when you come in? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, I mean, I can't tell you guys, like, how many beautiful homes we do not end up photographing because, I mean, they truly are beautiful, but they come across as a little bit um, impersonal. And, I mean, sterile is a little bit harsh, but, you know. Forced. And so forest yeah and just and also or even just like this is gorgeous but there's nothing that makes this one stand out you know and so it's like because i mean i mentioned this earlier but because there is so much content especially home design and decor content on pinterest and instagram you know we feel like if we're going to invest the money to go and photograph a home we want it to be something that you know our audience hasn't seen before so really it's i feel like it's almost made personality even more important than say it was before the kind of digital and social age mm -hmm. um you know because everybody you can and also you can go to a designer's website um for example if you want to see like beautifully designed homes or like gorgeous fabrics or whatever so you really have to kind of go above and beyond and it's hard to find you guys like it's a i mean it's a, i think people may be afraid to show or share people are afraid to show their personality i think these days yeah but they shouldn't be. And if they, and if if you live in a house that has tons of personality, you know, send it our way. And even like, I mean, I always ask people like, send me notes on your house. Like, 
I might look at a picture and go, oh, that's pretty. But then if you say like, and the story behind this is blah, 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 blah. Like that's going to make me so much more interested in possibly coming and photographing. That's cool. Wait, how do people send it to you? Just you want me to give out okay, your personal so, Gmail address or your, 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 your cell phone? Well, we'll post your cell phone number to the website, everybody. <laughs> perfect. You can, perfect. You can no, that's awesome. over and see if she'll photograph your house. I would love that. No, well, I mean, so for, for coastal living, I have a specific email address that is where we always, you know, so steal at coastalliving.com, please. Like, you know, if you know of a house either on the coast or very near the coast, as in like in a coastal town, it doesn't have to be actually on the water. Like, so Arizona, please, we're just like, a, just a quick five hours. Yeah, yeah just a quick, quick five hours. I know Arizona is so hard because I actually know of like some really, really great um, stylists in Arizona that have awesome leads on houses that I'm like, I just I think it's probably a miss for coastal living. But that being said, I have some really good friends who work at other magazines that might be interested. Um, So anyway, so specifically for coastal living, you know, there is that email address steal at coastalliving.com. And I would say for other like if you think I wonder if my house might be a good fit for country living or for southern living, you know, just look at look at the magazines. Mastheads and find who you think the the right editor is and email them. I mean, we we can't. This this is what we love to do. We're all in this business because we love what we do. So you can't inundate us enough with looking at houses. Like it's literally. I mean, we're we're lucky. Oh, don't worry, we will. Job. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and we also we often feel like we're looking for a needle in a haystack anyway. So you might as well just keep them coming. Oh, we'll throw you some hay. You know what? I'm really close to my swimming pool. Do you want to count that? I know. I was thinking. Sure, I want water. When we were looking to buy a house in D.C. a long time ago, we ended up just renting. I once walked into a house. I kid you not. It was all purple. And when I say that, I don't oh mean gosh. just, oh, purple walls, purple ceilings, purple thing. I mean, the lady that was in the house, for some reason, she refused to vacate while we were looking at it. She was reading a purple novel. She had covered it in her own book jacket. I guess we're on book jackets today. She was Crazy. smoking a. She was smoking a cigarette. She was using a purple lighter. I mean, it was amazing. Oh, Every single word. thing was purple. That was, so that has personality. Unique. That has personality. We can yeah, give well, you that. I can't give personality. you perfection, but I can give you perfect personality <laughs> and a lot of uncovered books. Okay, I I want to um, for those of us who probably will not have homes in magazines, although a girl can dream. Um, right. What what um, in real life? What, what can kill a room's look? I do love what you said, though, about perfection can kind of kill a room's look because the truth yeah. is it might not make a magazine cover, but I also feel like it's kind of like how I can't be really good friends with someone who has a spotless car. Like, right. I just can't get there with you. You know, like you're too clean. Um, right. Or like a perfect body. No matter what, it's just totally. their fault a little bit. Right. It is their fault. Just a little bit. So, just like, like I do think people bit. don't relax and enjoy themselves sometimes if they're like so worried, like, oh, did I accidentally drop something? So I think... It's nice and a little bit freeing to know that perfection isn't the goal. It's like a, it's personality. So, but what are the things that are kind of the tried and hard and fast, like, eh, this is going to kill a room's luck. What are the no-nos? It's funny because I feel like I'm on rugs today, but my, the first thing I notice in a room, if I walk into a room and something seems off, if the rug is the wrong size, like usually that means it's too small. It, that's a problem. Like, you know, your it, your furniture needs to all be either on the, yeah. on the rug totally or at right. least like floating on it partially. Like if the rug is sitting inside your little furniture grouping, like, I don't know. I just instantly notice that and it bugs me. 
And that's Steel, you're so smart. I love talking to professionals, Steel. Like, you're so oh, right. <laughs> no, it's funny. I mean, I'm like, I don't know why I'm so on the rug thing today, but that's it. Again, it's an easy thing to fix because, so say, maybe that means you have some sort of cool rug happening, but it's just too small. Put a natural rug underneath that that's going to actually, you know, fit the perimeter of the room. Like, I don't know. I think I read somewhere that there's a rule, like, is it like maybe 18 inches from, you know, inside right, the wall? Right, from the wall. The I think room, it's like two, yeah, 18 to two feet. Maybe two feet, something like that. But the point is you definitely want at least all of the furniture to be, to have like two of its feet or legs on the rug, not floating outside of it. That's a big time no-no. That is so, so good that's a problem because I need a rug and I'm too scared to buy one because I'm so not good spatially. Like I have no idea if you tell me my house is, you know, if you say your living room is like 24 feet by 24 feet, I'd say, okay. If you said it was like eight by eight, I'd be like, okay. Like I have no idea. So, yeah. uh, that's yeah. Measuring it. And then I like that. Just the kind of rule of two feet. And then also the furniture. I'm going to, well, yeah, and again, like that to memory. That's good. <laughs> And if you, I mean, I mean it, like if you, you know, big patterned rugs are expensive, but these natural rugs underneath them, there's a site called naturalarearugs.com, which, I mean, you can get a good rug there for, I don't know, a hundred bucks or something, big time, like a big, big rug for maybe a couple hundred bucks. So that's a good, that's a quick way to kind of fix like an off room. Another like no-no for me is, um, window treatments that are just not right somehow so either a like you have curtains and they're too short your curtains really do need to come all the way down to the floor or b if they're hung too low like if the, if your curtain rod is just above your window like if what I, what I like to do is hang the curtain or drapery rod almost all the way at the ceiling and then let the curtains come all the way down to the floor because that is going to make your room feel taller and more mm -hmm. I don't know airy or spacious yeah. um, and if that's off it really can just kind of like kill you can have a great looking room but then you've got these weird like I don't know I don't know if the, if the curtains are off the whole thing goes off so those are my two kind of like oh I've got another one actually can I keep going on this yeah. yes of course I don't mean to sound negative um, <laughs> you're not bad, no you're, you're okay, saving good. us from bad curtains and bad carpets come on okay bad curtains us. bad carpets bad here's the other bad thing bad lamps like if your lamps are too small and minuscule mm. again you can have this awesome room but these little weenie lamps are just going to be <laughs> kind of a buzzkill so like go big and, and you can mismatch your lamps you don't have to have perfectly you don't have to have a pair but if you've got like they just need to be big enough so like actually my little living room is the only room in my entire house that I even think is worthwhile at this point um but I've and I've got um I, I love one lamp that's in it and I don't have two of them unfortunately so I did a lamp on a table on one side of the sofa the whole room is very symmetrical it's like a square room symmetrical setup um, but on one side of the sofa I did a table with a lamp and on the other side of the, of the sofa I did a floor lamp so that's like the one kind of quote off but maybe off in a good way you know mm -hmm. mismatched situation but both of the lamps are both of the you know pieces of lighting are like big enough that you notice them they're not like little dippy weeny little things so that's my other thing and they cast a nice light lighting. too um, yeah so and it works yeah. exactly that, that's the other thing is like i sit on one side of the sofa if i want to do a certain thing like if i'm just like talking on the phone i sit near the lamp but if i'm actually kind of doing some work on my so i sit on the other side and have a um floor lamp that's got more like a little bit of a task light so um so yeah there's different yeah, I think keeping keeping from being too matchy matchy is a problem. But um yeah. but 
I mean, that's, you know, that can be a problem because it's easy to do. You can just go to Home Goods and buy two of something. But I, I, exactly. know, I like to scour places and just find weird things. But you're right. The light actually, like some of it is design and decor, but function is so important, right? Like before you buy a chair, right. you have to sit in it a million times and just see if it's comfortable. Like if you want to, well, I guess my grandma would always say, do you want to plop in this chair? Like, do you want to plop down? <laughs> and like, <laughs> so whenever I look at a chair, I'm always like, is this ploppable? Um, yeah, but I love it. You, so you're not living in the now. Kirsten and I are planning for maybe Labor Day right now or trying to figure out Labor Day. Or maybe you and I are trying to figure out Labor Day still. Totally. But hey, you guys are being really mean. Stop yeah, acting I know. like besties. And then I'll see you tomorrow. Like, this is <laughs> really do. hurting my feelings. I'm going to go on a plane in about this five is, minutes. Get, it out, get on a plane, Kirsten. Okay. I know. Except, <laughs> except, except Steele and I are both leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going out of town. Um, so you're not thinking about summer right now. You're probably already thinking holiday time winter time is that true like oh my gosh yes you don't that, live in so the that's now. a big we don't no that's a big joke in the magazine industry so we always say that we celebrate christmas in july because it's true like we're you know our christmas content actually that's not true it's not july well it's usually july but we are shooting our christmas cover this week um so wow. we always celebrate christmas in the summer i mean we're just off like our um and really if you know if we're if we've got all of our ducks in a row and all of our um, stories kind of buttoned up, it's, sometimes we work a whole year in advance. So summer is actually a really, really busy time for the magazine industry in general, but also certainly obviously for a brand like Coastal Living. So during the summertime, like right now, we are shooting and photographing our stories that need to have a summer feel right now for a year out. So that, you know, because of course, the only time that you can shoot in the Northeast, for example, is basically July, August, and maybe a little bit September if you want it to look kind of summery. Um, so we're doing that now, but then we're also shooting all of our Christmas content for 2017 now, or holiday content for 2017 now. We just did Thanksgiving at the beginning of July and then kind of ho- holiday, December holiday stuff um, late July or into August. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of nutty. Like we, <laughs> our style director, um, who by the way is just super amazing, Lindsay Beatty, she's a designer also, but she just, she's, she's who you guys should really be talking to. But she, right this minute, is on a flight. She and our design director, who's responsible for kind of, you know, laying out all of the pages for the magazine and the overall visual direction of the magazine, but they are on a flight right now to Kauai. That is where they will eventually arrive to shoot our Christmas cover in Hawaii because we have a special, um, uh, Hawaii for the holidays issue planned for December. So exciting. She they gets shipped. the best gig. She's all she, over she town. Has, I yeah, love are you guys it. hiring? Yeah. Man. <laughs> I wish. Um, maybe. maybe yeah. At any given moment, we, we always might be. But um, but yeah, so she, we, she, I mean, it was amazing what she had to figure out in terms of logistics because not only is it Hawaii, but it's not Honolulu like it's not the you know it's not Oahu it's not the big island so it's it's Kauai which is like even more remote and so she had to ship a ton of stuff she shipped empty boxes that she'd already wrapped um so that's what that's what will look like you know the gifts on the cover and she shipped those maybe 10 days ago two weeks ago to make sure they would arrive on time then she packs a whole suitcase full of ribbon so that when she gets there she can tie bows and you know ribbon on all the christmas packages that she's already shipped it's just it's like mind-boggling she she really yeah and she i I won't give too much away about what else we're shooting because we're so excited about it um but i mean the the thinking and pre-planning that she's had to do and logistic like you know, as visual and, and as great a designer and stylist as she is, she's also like 
a logistics maverick at this point in terms of like, hmm, how can I pull this off halfway around the world for, you know, the limited budget that editorial publication. Right, because I'm sure <laughs> shipping empty cardboard boxes to Kauai is just like a drop in the bucket. <laughs> so yeah, what, I mean, she, all right, so we're, what, are, what are in the boxes? Tell, tell us what's coming. Like, how do you guys know? Obviously, the workload is crazy having to figure that out and put yourself in the mindset. But like, how do you know? Like, do you, do you guys just say like this year it shall be turquoise and then it becomes turquoise? Like, well, how, how do you guys I mean, anticipate <laughs> trends? Like, tell us how this works. Tell us the inside scoop on how trends in home decor become a thing. No, that's tricky. Cause I think, I mean, there is a certain, I will say like as a safety net, a joke around the office is like, we'll say, well, it's it's just gonna be that cause we said so or whatever. Um, but that's not, we don't rely on that. That's just like a silly joke that we'll say, but you know, truly it comes from our style and market and really like, I mean, really all of us to a certain extent, you know, we go to markets. So markets are always about six months in advance of when you see things in, in stores and showrooms. So right now, New York gift is going on in August. And so that's another reason that we actually have to wait and plan our holiday content or not be not have our holiday content fully wrapped up until August is because we want to go to the gift show and see, you know, what all so that's so that's what all of the vendors that's the opportunity that the vendors have to show their stuff and then all of the retailers are coming through and buying. And so that's what you'll see in stores in like, you know, October, November, December. Um, so we obviously as press, like we'll attend those markets and get sort of a sneak preview. And that helps determine and set, um, you know, A, that helps us know like what items are going to be hot and what to feature. But B, it also does give us an idea of like color trends and just kind of like larger trends. Like there was a year that flamingos were really big. Well, that came from us having attended all these markets during the summer. And then we had flamingos all over our Christmas tree because, you know, we could just tell that flamingos were the kind of coastal icon that was popping that year. Um, so that's one thing is, is really doing the legwork and going to markets and being on the ground and kind of scouring a bit, you know, and just see kind of determining like what we're seeing over and over again. But then too, I would say similarly to that, we are, we, all of us are just, you know, big consumers of this kind of information. So we are kind of stalking Instagram and Pinterest and sort of seeing what we're all responding to. And then we'll share it with each other and say like, okay, I think I'm really responding to this palette, like lime green and cherry instead of the traditional, you know, red and green or whatever. So um, I think there's a lot of just exposure and, and, you know, kind of seeing how we all react to something to determine like, this is, this is going to be our palette that we're going forward with. Um, I love that. But then, you know, the other thing I would say about trends, which um, I'm sure you both will appreciate this, but, you know, trends, trends are risky and they're kind of dangerous. And I think like, so we try not to jump on the bandwagon too much. I mean, in little ways, like sure, gift wrap or a certain color, you know, that's the kind of thing that you can like decide you're going to do this year and only this year. And so you can really go all in on a trend. But um, in terms of trying to figure out like what trends for your home are worth investing in, we always, and I feel like, I feel like this is across the board um, with everybody I work with and even at other magazine brands, we look for the trends that we think have staying power. And we usually can tell the ones that have staying power because they've, they have some sort of root and some sort of tradition. So really in that sense, like, are they really a trend or is it just that something's kind of coming back around? You know, um, we did this in there are in the May issue of coastal living this year, we did this big trend roundup and our, the whole point of the story was quote unquote trends that have staying power. And one of the examples 
sorry, I'm flipping to it in my May issue, is um, rooms that have pattern on pattern. So this is where you'll see like wallpaper on the wall or fabric on the wall. And then they've used that same fabric to upholster, you know, a banquette in the room. So the room, the whole room is like tinted basically in this one pattern. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a little bold. I'm not sure I'm going to do that, but that is a design idea that's been around that's, you know, forever. Um, forever. And so it's what that really is, instead of being a trend is it's, you know, it's coming back into vogue. And so those are kind of the, the quote unquote trends that I feel like as editors, we feel better about embracing, you know, there may be moments where it goes slightly out of fashion, but it'll come back again because it's just, it's, it's been one of those classic decorating ideas that's been around. So anyway, that's my little, I love my it. Little, it's like, it's like my love of Formica. I swear it's coming back. I know it's it, coming yeah, back. Yeah, <laughs> totally. episode. Great. I talk about well, it every episode. Coming back, I, maybe. I think it's cool. Oh, it's been said. It's been said. Okay, we're not going to take a lot of your time, so I'm going to ask you one more question, and then we want to do our lightning round, which we haven't done in a while, and we think is oh, super Oh, I love fun. a lightning round. Um, but I just, I'm genuinely curious and I just, I'm hoping you can give me an answer because we have started to worry about this, you know, cause we have an Instagram account and whatnot. And do people like real steel or do they like styled? Because I think oh, everyone is hashtag question. real, but it seems like whenever someone puts up something, you know, beautiful and perfect and styled, that's what everyone seems to jump on. So what's the answer? I know I, it's a good question. I mean, my answer is probably not the best. I think people like perfectly imperfect. That may be a phrase you've seen before, but they, they want it pretty darn close to perfect. And then they want like one little thing that's like real. You know what I mean? But I think, Mm -hmm. I think if it's too real, I don't think because look, we're all, especially on Instagram, we're scrolling so quickly. We now have the attention span of gnats, unfortunately, which like just kills me, but it's true. So it's not going to, if it's like too real, it's just not even going to like, pop and our eyes aren't even going to notice it. So it has to be like awfully amazing for us to stop and look at it. But then when we stop and look at it, we want, you know, to be able to relate to it. So that's when we want like the one like broken thing or that one smudge on the wall or that one unmade bed, you know, like I think, I don't know. Or I the bite little, out of the apple or whatever it yeah, is. The yeah. The small little seems... bite out. The, yeah. The, the slice into the cake or whatever it is. Um, I mean, I think that's kind of an annoying answer, but I think it's true. Like it has to be pretty close to perfect, but then like the one little little thing that makes you think like oh like I this is attainable I could do this right someone's someone's legitimately eating this cake Um, so no pressure but be perfect but not too perfect exactly (laughs) and it's actually like even worse because it's like even more pressure (laughs) but I don't know if you guys have noticed this like I'll I mean this this happened to me just this morning it was driving me crazy that I couldn't get my little boys to make up their beds and like and part of the reason I mean obviously one part of it was that I you know wanted to teach them that they there are chores and they have to do them but really if I'm being totally honest the other reason that it was driving me crazy is because I know that their rooms are kind of cute but if, they, if they're not like tidied up and perfect like I feel like my house is a, you know I don't know I'm like oh my house isn't even cute anymore which is so silly I mean I've got to let them live in it but I kind of don't really want them to live in it you know what I mean oh I don't know beds are peppy beds are peppy really stresses me out oh. it really stresses me out anyway well because it destroys an entire room I mean so yes. actually next next week our the episode recording next week is things we're weird about um and we definitely can put it. that in there is you've got to have a ma- it. made bed things it's so important about that's amazing right but I, right, do think, I do think that's a good lesson though because that's perspective and like i, yes. I have to stop i've just stopped myself so many times because i like lose it I, i'm not i'm not just all cards on the table i'm not a messy person like i don't function well in a house that's not pretty clean it's just oh, we don't want to steal next weeks but you know i just like things clean it's just my personality i function yeah. better as clean but like yes i've had to stop and be like guess what 
who cares what a magazine wants? Who cares what Instagram wants? Like, right. Like my children like I was are like not steal. going to remember. Like our home was perfectly clean and my mother was evil. Like that's not I know. what I'm but exactly. I mean, and I feel like I'm, I feel like, and this is something that Instagram may have done to me or I've let it do to me, but I feel like I'm like always, my eyes now are looking at things yes. like as though I'm framing up a photo and what? I don't need to do that. Like it's like, it's life. Like it's fine. They're not like, you know, it's not that big or even then. So then they did make up their beds, but they didn't make them up perfectly. And I was like, okay, let it go. Like it's right. fine. They did what you asked them to do, which is the point not to have this like perfect photo moment. Right. Because <laughs> if you come to our house, you're going to make it perfectly imperfect and change our pillows anyway. So, well, that's true. Pressure's and, off. And guys. give us new pillows. It's <laughs> Right. Okay. Exactly. Lightning round people. Are we ready? Love it. You ready okay. for a little lightning round? I'm going to ask the question, Steel Graham me. Okay. Ready? Okay. Favorite beach? Ooh. I know. I that's a tricky one. Yeah. Okay. I'll go. What? Pass. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's totally unfair to throw steel under the bus, but I'll, no, I'll I'm slay thinking on it. I'm thinking on it. No, no. Come back I say fire. I, I say Fire one? Island because I Ooh. actually was just up with Steel in Fire Island off the coast of Long Island, and it was so fun. It was like a throwback to the '80s. I loved it. Um, fire I Island. It. Good one. Kirsten. Um, uh, no, I'm okay. I'm just gathering my thoughts that you're vacationing with Steel, and the last time I went to a beach with you <laughs> was your wedding, like a well, hundred years ago. Because a, a, you're all Kirsten. Kirsten you don't know this, which is Steel my favorite um, beach. Kirsten, Kirsten's a horrible traveler, but also you know, I'll, I'll out what? Kirsten again on this episode. I don't know if you've ever seen Kirsten at the ocean, but probably because she lives in Arizona um, and she doesn't get much time at the beach. I've seen her do this a few times. When she gets there, she like throws her body into the ocean as if she's a beached whale that's, that's finally like gotten back into some water. I've never it. seen anyone who just recklessly throws themselves into the water and swims like that way makes too me really deep. happy. Actually, I play yeah. like a five-year-old at the beach. I love the you beach. do. No, that makes me so happy. That's because that's that's what I mean. We're we're sort of we exist on the fact that we hope there are lots of people like that out there who just need it so badly. But okay, just, I do have an answer to this, and and so my answer is going to be Sea Island in Georgia. And here's here's my caveat though. That is the beach that I went to as a small child, like when I was you know one, two, three, four, whatever my childhood year. So I don't get to go back there very often, and I have since you know no offense, Sea Island. I've been to far more beautiful beaches. I have been to more fun beaches you know I don't anticipate that unfortunately my children are going to end up going there every summer we're more likely to hey maybe go to Fire Island which was so fun um, but for me I, it's like I can't I honestly feel like I'm cheating on the beach if I ever say I don't feel like I'm cheating on the beach if I go to another beach but I feel like I'm cheating on the on Sea Island if I ever say that it's that, that another beach is my favorite beach so I have to say Sea Island and also, Kirsten, that was a very unfair question to ask Steele because it's like asking a, like a vanguard person who the, what their favorite hedge fund is. Like, they no, have no, to no, be I fair. Love that <laughs> and the thing is, you guys, I get that question a lot. You'd think I would have like the perfect, perfectly prepared response, but I think there's something to that that people's notion of what the beach is is their like nostalgia for it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I so, love it. Okay. Well, and by we'll, the way, we'll I answered Charleston Grimm. Is that even a beach? Where did where, what was the beach that I went to with you? Oh, um, Polly's Island. Yeah, I like that beach. <laughs> I know so well. Okay, beach cocktail. Beach cocktail. Oh, yeah, that's an easy one. Dark and stormy. Just, Ooh, I, don't, I don't even have any more to solid. say about it. But I'll go to Bermuda with you any day. Any day, Bermuda. <laughs> Mine's margarita, hands down, with salt. Not frozen. Love it. Oh, we can count margaritas? 
Sorry, living in the sure. desert, I think totally. it's like a desert drink. It's a, <laughs> because it's, it's for a nautical drink. It's a ski town <laughs> drink. It's a exactly. Just kidding. Um, yeah. Okay, margarita. If we count margarita, then yeah, hands down. With salt. I love it. For sure. Okay. With salt. Bikini one piece or full coverage rash guard? Wait, is that an either or or were there three options? There's like three, three options. options. Okay. Um, okay, I would say uh, just, it depends on the beach, but most likely either bikini or one piece. Yeah, I'm going one piece. Uh, I'm going bikini, but I need like. Yeah, you are. <laughs> well, you haven't seen this yet. <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement, Steele. But again, Kirsten doesn't get to the beach that often, so she's, she's rocking a bikini. I, I love beach, it. I don't think I had children, so I'm, I'm, my, my memories are really good. <laughs> I love okay. it. Okay, SPF level 50 for sure. Mine is Paw Patrol. Um, I use whatever they have at Target that they're selling cheaply. I'm SPF level Paw Patrol. I love oh, it. Cr- yeah, I'm like um, I'm, I'm I'm like 15 on my on my body because I've heard that after 15 you're just kind of kidding yourself, but I still put like 8,000 on my face and a hat. Uh, <laughs> I know I've heard that too, and I think I'm, I think I'm going to let that give me permission to downgrade on my arms and legs because you know I might want a little more color there. Yeah, there we go. All right, ocean, next one: ocean Steel. or lake. Oh, that's a tricky one. I'm okay. This is embarrassing to say, um, but not what I'm about to say, but why I'm about to say it. I'm a Pisces, and so honestly, <laughs> like, I <laughs> that's that's the part of embarrassing <laughs> that that means so much to me. But truly, it does. I am just a water like I just have to be near water. Which, as much as I love living in Birmingham, is a little bit tricky. But um, these days, I'm going to go with beach. But honestly, I grew up as a lake person, and so I, to be, tr- I mean. This is probably going to make some people mad, but I honestly don't care. If I can swim and splash and have a drink and listen to the music and be laid back and be outside, like it doesn't really matter to me whether the water has salt in it or not. So I'm kind of both. Sorry to punt. Fair. <laughs> I'm lake. I'm sorry, Steele. I love a lake. That's love okay. Lake. That's okay. Always. And if it's ringed by mountains, even, even better. better. Yep. I'm with you. <laughs> You're totally a lake person. Um, well, as a Libra, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, just say that. Um, yeah, you know what, Steele? I hate to say to steal your answer, but I'm I'm with you. I used to be such an ocean person, and um, I've gotten a little bit scared of sharks. So now, yeah, I'm, no kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm totally getting old. I'm gonna say ocean is first choice, but like, I'm not gonna be sad if I'm at the lake. I'm gonna be so happy. But I'm yep. not a swimming pool person. I don't like swimming. Yeah, pool. no, you're right. I should have one clarification on my water requirement. It has to be like moving water not still water, which lakes, if they're deep enough, count. <laughs> well, you can come do my slip and slide. I'll set it up. Um, <laughs> oh, All right, right, last question. Okay, last Navy, question. Go, yeah, go ahead, go. Graham. You want to ask Navy, yeah, Navy slash red. So are you into nautical decor or are you like nor Nantucket or pink green palm tree decor? So Palm Beach, which one? Nantucket or Palm Beach decor colors? Oh my gosh. Okay. So that is, so, that is like the conversation du jour around here. We have a really fun project that we're working on that may or may not involve apparel. And we're trying to figure out which of those two destinations to focus on first. Um, but let's see, I am probably a little more, ooh, God, it honestly depends on whether it's summer or winter. In the summer, I'm Nantucket and in the winter, Palm Beach. Again, I'm punting. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're good. Okay, I'm definitely navy red, no question. I've got two boys. I'm, we're like dark colors. I love it. Graham's gonna call me a liar, but I'm I'm like a navy red nautical liar. No, I liar. knew I could say that, but I, <laughs> I my best color is red, and I also navy's my favorite color. I so, also yeah, feel I like do. red. I do. You guys feel like red is having a moment? This is again one oh, of those dumb so. things to say. No, I mean like super dumb thing to say. Like red is trending because there's nothing more classic than red. Um, but no, but honestly, I think you're right. There are little pops I think of red. Red's having a moment. So yeah, like I've anyway. I've been finding. I wa- I really wanted to say I'm more Palm Beachy, but I've actually been finding myself doing a lot of blue and red lately. So I'm going. Yeah, maybe I ought to just lean into the Nantucket thing. Timeless. All right, Steele, you have been... This just made me want to go to the beach regardless what we're wearing or in front of the ocean. Who cares? I'm in <laughs> beach know. mode now. Totally. Steele, okay, thank you so much. How do they find much. you now that we've given out your personal email? Um, <laughs> no. Coastal Living. We have it. <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously. That's a, read it, yeah. learn it, love it. Please do. Yes, subscribe. That would be awesome. Even better yet, pick it up on the newsstands. And for sure, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We will. Thank you so much for, for your time, Steele. And um, hey, listeners, don't forget to stick around because we're going to have Jen Brigham coming up right after this with an update on her real-life house remodel. Lots of changes over there. So thank you so much, Steele, and thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for Jen. Thank you guys for having me. Okay, we're back now with Jen Brigham. And today's kind of ironically just like friend day on the home wire because we had great guests but steel besides being obviously you know a major magazine editor is also graham's friend and our second guest is my friend jen so it's friend day on the home hour um but we've been following jen brigham for the last few months if you've not uh if you've not tuned into this segment it's really fun because we basically were wondering after for all these people who watch these shows about home remodeling or go on house.com or Pinterest and they think I want to redo a house but what what is it really like to remodel a house when you're a busy mom with with kids and with a job and Jen is all of those things so we've been following off her progress so Jen welcome back we haven't talked in a while it's it's been summer you've been traveling and now we're back in school back in back in the routine but you guys are still not back in your house so hello just up to speed hey. good morning good yes morning. all is well everything you've touched on is true we ended or we we just came back from summer the kids are this we're now going on the third week which is crazy and for many of you who have children um i made a big leap this year my youngest went to kindergarten so we have a kindergarten second and fourth they all go to the same school at the same bus stop one drop off one pickup check check double check you're in the mom promise way yes but it is a little sad though for all of you who have preschoolers or babies you just realize like that that phase of your life has moved on and you're you're now experiencing wonderful great things but that being said it's all good good. as is the remodel so (laughs) all right how is it going Jen it's going really well um I've mentioned in the past that one of the most important things is to have a really good contractor and we talked to many different people the person we ended up choosing um we didn't know how it would all work out but he's exceeded our expectations on so many levels and he is an executor and a completer and focused on getting the job done which is exactly how I operate so it works well awesome okay so this has been almost three months now you guys started around Memorial Day you the said. Monday after Memorial or actually technically the Tuesday after Memorial Day <laughs> okay and so it's been all summer um, and you guys have been living in a two-bedroom house which which you long story but you've owned as a rental property 
that we moved back into. Yeah, it was your starter yes. home. Okay, so you guys are, how does it feel to go from a house where everybody has their own bedroom, you got plenty of space, to back to a two-bedroom well, with three the, kids? Well, the funny thing is, is that before we moved into this house, all of my girls wanted to have an experience of having bunk beds in one room. So they were already in one room, even though we had multiple rooms to use. So we just transferred that idea into the smaller home. So the transition was actually pretty easy. Instead of uh, putting the bunk beds back together, we have more of like an orphanage look because my husband dismantled the bunk beds and he was afraid that if he put them back on, they might fall on each other. So <laughs> it's a little, yeah. And now we've started buying several pieces of new furniture for our house. So we kind of look like a furniture store, but all is well. And honestly, we were in and out of town for uh, summer and then school started an activity. So really... It hasn't been that bad. And I will say, I think the older your kids get, there is a time and place where you feel like you need more because you have all this stuff and toys, but right. they get a little bit older. So you're like, it, the, the space is necessary, but it's not as cluttered. If that no, makes, or we've packed, we've yeah. packed things away. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, you're totally right. If you had to do that with like, shh, the baby's napping or like, right. I've got to, you know, baby proof this space that I know I'm not going to be in for a long time or I've got or a swing. Yes. So it's, that it's would be a totally different story. Right. But then, but then you start getting these bigger people. So then, <laughs> but also I have to say, we all know it's temporary. So yeah. I think if we had downsized and we were sitting in this smaller place and thinking there was no end, that would be a completely different story. But we're so sidetracked by going to the house every day, taking taking note of what's happened for the day, et cetera. So it's been a great process. Okay, so that was my first question is how are you actually handling not being in a home and being in a, in a temporary space? But that doesn't sound like it's it's too big of a deal. So what? let me ask you now about the decision-making. Do you have decision-making fatigue yet? Um, have you had any decisions where you're just like, I don't know? Or, uh, or, or here's another one. Have you and Andrew had, like, any knockdown dragouts over, like, I said these cabinet poles? So I just said to my husband yesterday, I said, you know, they always say that build, redoing a house is one of the most stressful things in a marriage. And I've had more, pe- more than one person joke and say, oh, this is how it breaks up marriages. But we really haven't been like that because... I think the way we operate in life and it's it's transferred into this process is there are things that he is laser focused on and things I could care less about and vice versa. So we get tasks and we move forward with them and we trust each other to know enough about the other person, whether or not they'll like it or will they even care. For example, my husband's laser focused on the landscape plan. I know he wants, he's so passionate about it that whatever the ultimate, ultimate result is, is going to be great. He'll, he'll pass things by me, but I'm not the initiator on trying to figure that out. The kitchen, he's like, I trust you, this, that, and the other. I know that sometimes it would be nice to get a little bit more feedback from the other person regarding some issues, but it's worked really well for us. Yeah, but there's good feedback, and then there's like, no, no, this is what I wanted. I, I just wanted you yeah, to Yeah, it's not like it. he's a modern look, and I'm a very, like, traditional classic look and yeah. those there's how do those worlds come together it's not like that okay so what are the biggest decisions you had to make since we last talked what's like the number well, one every day there's a decision and going back to your question every decision has about a thousand options right so and I'm not joking when I say that and there's probably more but you have to get to a point where this is these are small small questions that have to be answered and then the big scheme of things what is how is this going to impact the look of the house from switches to 
I don't everything. Oh no no! I had a friend come over the other day because she's rebuilding a kitchen, and she was like, "Oh wait, your your outlets are rounded." Okay, it's it's okay, and I'm like, well, I've never given a thought to my outlets before. So that. that's what but I, I'm a detail person, and right? Exactly. And she's like, okay, I was gonna have them rip them all out because they were rounded and not squared. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, or the recessed lights? Um, what are those? The yeah, rec- yeah, um, yeah. Like, do you want a XXX or do you want an XXX? And my my response is, what is the cost difference? And if there's a big discrepancy. We err on the side of caution. Right. Like, less is more, and guess what? I've never contemplated what anybody's other lights like that look like. Right, exactly. Well, this is the new fad, and this is how homes are going, and blah, 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 blah. I tune it out. That's probably wise. Okay, so what about the kitchen? Because that's a big... Kitchen, so yesterday, that was a... So, things are coming along, and I will tell you, those do-it-yourself, DIY, HGTV, you watch them, it's an hour show, start to finish, they are moved in and happy, it doesn't work like that. However, I will say, I have an appreciation of the timeline and how things happen. I was watching them the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, demo. Oh yeah, electrical, then plumbing. Then you have to uh, do the drywall, or I'm sorry, the insulation. Then you do the stucco. Oh yeah, you have to put the tiles on the roof. They have to sit for a little, so things don't shift. I know the process now, but at the beginning, I told our contractor, I am, I am the blind leading the blind. That is Andrew and I. So he said to us, you need to order the fixtures for your tub. And we said, okay. And when he said that, what he meant was, you need to order the fixtures for all of your bathrooms, the 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 yeah. handles for the sinks, the shower, the bathtubs, the actual bathtubs. I did not. That did not translate to me. Because they take what? Because they take like forever to get in. No, because you have to do it first because the plumber's there. Oh, so you have to stub yeah, everything yeah. in. I okay, yeah, I remember that because they can't. Like drill the hole. Well, they can't the right drywall. Place. They have to put everything, uh, and then the electrical too. That's another thing you have to walk through, and you have to say a sconce is going to be here, here, yeah. and then 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 all of these decisions that you don't necessarily are in the back end. You have to be so upfront with all that. Right. So you really got to think ahead. Right. Okay. All right. Well, hey, um, I, I feel like we have more to talk about, but I just don't want this much time to go past. Let's do another update in like two weeks and find out some, some big decisions. Sounds great. Okay. Jen, thank you. And good luck. It's looking beautiful. We'll put thank some you. pictures of their progress on our website. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give us a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have any questions for Jen, Jen is just becoming a wealth of knowledge. You can go ahead and email us hello at the home hour. And, and luckily, I, I know how to reach her. So. Thanks, Dan, for being here, and thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.